0: Hi on 2020 episode 97. What's up, everybody? It's Ray Eaton, your Ion 2020 host, your source for the news and the related events as we lead up to the 2020 presidential election. November 2020 is approaching. I think we're about 18 months away right now, and I've been doing this show since January, Monday through Friday for you, and I'm going to continue to bring you guys all of the best information I can uh, until then, and then I'll go beyond that as well. So that's what I'm going to do for you. Uh, Monday through Friday, and I got another show for you right now. It is Friday, and I'm uh, excited about the weekend. I really am. I don't have too many plans, but main plan is just to uh, just to relax because usually my family we get out pretty much every other weekend or so. We end up going out and doing something, you know, from Friday to Sunday. I uh, always spend a lot of time doing traveling and so forth. We go down to Florida a lot. We go up the mountains, go hiking, go skiing, go snowboarding, things like that and uh you know it's nice to spend the time home alone that's what i you know, not home alone but home as a family we get to get, you know clean up and get things ready for the week ahead and stuff but uh that's my plans i hope you guys have a great uh some good plans for the weekend as well but if you if you like what you hear on the show go ahead and subscribe to the show and if you like uh you can go ahead and give me a five star rating and a review as well and if you want to follow me on my uh Twitter handle, that's IonTheEmpire and you can also find on my Facebook page which, you know, just type in IonTheEmpire you'll be able to find that and then uh, I also have the website IonTheEmpire.com Haven't gotten the email address yet, but I'm not looking to have emails coming in or anything like that but if you want to contact me, you could always you know, post something you know, on the website and you'll be able to I guess there's a way to, you know to comment on some of the some of the stories that I put up and also I post every single episode of I am 2020 on there as well. So if you wanna reach out to me, you can comment on one of those and you know I'd love to hear from you. But you could also write me a review if you'd like to as well. Um today, today I wanted to talk about a couple of issues, and the first issue I want to talk about is all this stuff going on with Iran right now. Um It's just crazy what's going on. With this idea that the the military and, and the U.S. government right now, the Trump administration, is trying to build up a propaganda campaign to lead to some kind of invasion or some kind of war with Iran. And it just, after the last, you know, 17, 18 years in Afghanistan and Iraq, I just don't know how they can go along with this idea that. I mean, how how the American people are going to respond to something like this. So the big news, I guess, of of earlier in the week was that there was some kind of sabotage of four oil tankers off the coast of the United Arab Emirates, UAE, and the UAE actually denied that it happened at first, and then they changed their story and said, yeah, it did happen or something like that. That's some of the stories that I read. And then the news stories of, of late were saying that it actually did happen and then the United States is accusing some some kind of you know special forces of the Iraqi military that they were went in there and they you know attached bombs to under they, I guess they must have swam underwater and attached bombs to the sides of these ships and blew them up or something. Uh, some kind of sabotage, that's what they're saying. And this whole propaganda campaign is, they're just trying to find something, something that'll allow the administration to send troops over there, something that'll be some kind of thing that'll get the American people to agree to this military buildup against Iran. And it just, it just seems like it just doesn't seem believable to me right now when I read these news stories. It doesn't. I mean, the the Trump administration is saying that they're hearing that there's, you know, that there's intelligence, that the Iranian military is going to have a direct threat against the United States military and its allies, I guess. They're saying that there's going to be some kind of attack on U.S. interests and there so then every single thing that they that they hear about everything that's happening in the middle east they're trying to find some way to blame it on iran right so obviously there is militias in iraq right now that are fighting against us the us military occupation there um, or the government that the U.S. has installed there. So there's not a lot of troops over there. Supposedly there's 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 probably thousands, about thousands of troops there. I don't know the exact number, but supposedly the American troops there are more supposed to be more for um, training and so forth. That's that's what they say. But there's also troops in Syria and there's also troops in in uh, the western part of Iraq helping against this ISIS thing that was going on and stuff. So there are troops over there, and also we have the largest embassy. I guess the largest the United States embassies are is in Iraq as well. So supposedly they're saying that there's some kind of intelligence that Iran is trying to get some of these groups to go and attack some of the U.S. interests over there. So any attack that happens, then the administration and the, the, the people within the administration that want war they're going to go ahead and try to blame this thing on Iran. They are. And to me, it's it's basically you're building a campfire right now by putting all these troops over there. You're building a campfire right now by, um, you know, you're just piling on all this wood, all this kindling, you know, this stuff that burns really easy. You're piling it all on there. You're going to send troops. They're talking about sending possibly 120,000 troops over there. They're sending an Air Force carrier over there. They're just making sure that those water... They're they're running drills over there and so forth. They're trying to make it look like the waters in the Persian Gulf are just filled with American military so that something can happen, right? They're just filling this campfire just full of lots of nice wood and kindling and stuff like that. And now they're pouring as much lighter fluid on this thing as they can and they're just hoping for some kind of spark they're hoping for some kind of spark that'll allow them to just, you know, pile on against Iran they're hoping for something and this little idea of some, you know, some oil tankers Norwegian and Saudi oil tankers that had some kind of, you know, sabotage or something like that that's what they're talking about, right? And we're looking at a military right now. We're looking at a situation right now where they're just trying to find something. And it's in the news, and a lot of news media, that doesn't seem like they believe this whole story as well, it sounds like to me. Even a general for the British military supposedly said that he doesn't think that there's any kind of threat from Iran right now. And you're just looking at a situation where America's trying to Use the propaganda machine to build up This idea of war And no one else is going along with it None of the other European allies Are going along with it, nothing But the Trump administration is trying To build up this idea, John Bolton Mike Pompeo, they're trying to build up this idea That they're trying to change Americans' views on Iran I think right now, they're trying to get them Get us scared of Iran Right now, I think that's what they're trying to do They're trying to make a case for war That's what You know, warmongers do, I guess. They're trying to make a case for a war. And what are we looking for? Are we going to find some kind of false flag-type situation at that point? That's what I'm wondering about. That's my biggest fear, is that at some point in the next week or two, as they build up this propaganda campaign through the news media, what are we going to be looking at in, you know, in two or three weeks? I guarantee you something happens within two or three weeks. I mean, I can't guarantee it, but... It just seems like that's what they're trying to do is find something that they can use to get the American people on the side of some sort of invasion of Iran. Are they going to use the nuclear the nuclear testing idea? Are they going to, you know, have some kind of situation happen in the Persian Gulf where a Iranian boat runs into a you know, somehow runs into one of our boats or something and it's going to look like they were trying to you know, bomb our boat or whatever I don't know what are what's gonna happen what what are they gonna blame Iran for? That's what I'm wondering so I mean, that's my biggest fear i you guys know this about me. I do these little you know eye on the Empire type segments where i just it just makes me fearful for my children specifically. I get very fearful that my children are gonna be having to be growing up in a in a country like for the last 18 years where kids are just immune to the idea of war now they just you know 17 18 year old kids that's what they've been living with all their lives it's just the norm for them to have a military presence in the middle east a huge military presence in the middle east to have foreign intervention anywhere that we want it to happen that's just the way, you know, anyone under 25 years old, that's all they would remember. That is all they would remember. Myself, I grew up in the 90s. I remember a time when you you expected, you know, the, the fall of Russia, man, the fall of the Soviet Union. And you think that there's going to be a new era of peace in the world. Yeah, that didn't last very long, did it? 9-11 happens. America overcompensates for 9-11 by invading Afghanistan and not just taking out the guy responsible for it America goes in there takes over the government of Iraq, or of uh, Afghanistan you know gets rid of the Taliban and they used a propaganda campaign to make that happen as well they said oh look at the women they're they're not allowed to go to school you know we're going to make it so women can go to school now things like that so we need to bring freedom to these people we need to bring liberty to these people and look what it's look what the result has been over the last 18 years this country is worse off than it was under the Taliban back in 2000 2001 before America invaded worse off people are worse off there than they were and they're now they're talking about giving the country back to the Taliban after 18 19 years so obviously America suffers a loss there but they got their guy they got their guy back in 2011 with Osama bin Laden They got him, or whatever it was. They got got their guy, but we never left because we gotta build this empire. We have to change governments. We have to, you know, have control somehow over these other governments. That's all it really comes down to. So, and then you have Iraq. Same thing. You got Iraq. We invade Iraq in 2003, and this country is way worse off than it was Back in 2003 Unstable Constant war going on over there Constantly has different um, Factions building up And fighting against its government Constantly And that's all the kids today know That's what they know That's all they know now And um, my kids You know my son was born in 2007 My daughter was born in 2009 That's all that they will ever know And that scares me. That really terrifies me. Um, It makes me sick to my stomach to think that my kids are going to be living in this world where the president has that much power to just be able to decide, hey, you know what? I think we're going to build up a military presence in the Middle East and we're going to take over a country because we don't agree with what they're doing. We're going to build propaganda campaigns. If you don't agree with what we have to say, you know what? We're going to take out your government. That will not be good for the Iranian people. That will not be good for stability in this world. And I don't think it's going to be... Frankly, I don't think it's going to be good for America's already tarnished reputation that we have now. Because even the allies in Europe are discrediting this idea. Even the allies in Europe right now. Britain, France, Germany, all these countries that have been steadfast with America are starting to think hmm maybe we shouldn't get maybe we shouldn't stay involved with all this stuff that's what they're doing so America is slowly becoming the bad guy in the world because of this we're talking about invading Venezuela we're talking about invading Iran now I'm trying to figure out a propaganda campaign to make that happen all because what John Bolton has some stocks and Bonds and crap with these with the war industrial complex, because it's going to enrich these people absolutely it will enrich them for the time being, but their kids won't be better off their grandkids won't be better off. My kids certainly won't be better off because of it and this this stuff needs to stop it absolutely needs to stop so that is my absolutely serious serious point today. I apologize that I got way. Way more serious than I normally do, but you know what? This is a topic that is very important to talk about, and uh, and that's why I talk about it on a regular basis on this show. Because I mean, a wartime president—bringing it back to the 2020 elections—a wartime president oftentimes gets re-elected. So, is this in his—is this in Donald Trump's plan to be a wartime president? Right? They go down in history as the best presidents. Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Franklin, FDR, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Woodrow Wilson. These are wartime presidents. And oftentimes they go down as the people that are the best presidents. But the state grows during war. War is the health of the state. And uh, the state will grow larger. It'll take more of your freedoms away. And you will allow it to happen because of that. You know, because the people become very patriotic at that point. You messed with America. You're not going to mess with us. When the entire reason for going to war in Iraq was wrong, it was a lie. So I fear for my kids. I really do. I fear for them. I fear that somehow this whole thing is going to blow up in our face as Americans... We're already looked upon as the warmongers of the world. And it's only going to get more and more until they have to initiate the draft. My kids go... I mean, now they're trying to get women to be drafted too. You know? So, uh, I got a son and a daughter. Damn sure straight at 18 years old. You know, if there's a draft, I'm going to figure out some way to get them to be able to dodge that draft. Because I do not believe in a lot of the things that they're fighting for at this point. Now, if it meant a bunch of countries invading our country, then maybe, you know, obviously that would be a different story. But, I mean, this is ha- This is all halfway across the world where all this stuff is happening. We don't have any interests over there except for trading with those people so that we can enrich ourselves and we can enrich them. And that's about it. So anyway, I appreciate you listening to that part. Let me get onto something that is a little bit um, a little bit lighter, I guess. And it just has to do with some stuff that I talked about earlier in the week. So I wanted to talk about this whole 15% loan thing that I brought up earlier in the week. Just because this idea that Bernie Sanders and uh, uh, AOC are trying to support right now and they're trying to bring this into Congress for vote is that the federal government is going to limit the... If you listen to the episode, you'll know what I'm talking about, but uh, the federal government's going to make it so that banks and lenders can only loan at 15% at the max, and that's it. And, you know, one of the things that I said about that is that it's going to limit the amount of loans that are going to go out to the the low-income people and people that are in the worst situations in their lives, right? That's going to limit the amount of liquidity or the credit that they're going to have in order for them to... Uh, run their lives, right? So, for example, those people, they take out loans, whether they're doing a good thing or a bad thing by taking out a credit card at a higher interest rate, they're still taking out a credit card at a higher interest rate, right? And the reason why they're doing it is, you know, there's a million different reasons, there's an infinite amount of reasons why somebody would take out a high-interest credit card loan, but they do. And the reason why they do it a lot of times is to build credit, a lot of times it's, it's just to... Um, you know, purchase things that they might need for the college student. It might be so they go out and party with it. Who knows? There's millions of reasons why they might take out these loans, but they do. And that's normal in our society right now that people do that. Now, they might learn from their mistakes down the road. They might decide, like myself and my family, what we decided to do is we're not going to use credit cards anymore. They might go down that road. But... The thing is, is that they have those options opened up to them right now if they need it, especially somebody that's trying to establish credit. If you limit things to, if you limit it to 15% and those people are no longer able to get loans on the free market, what's going to happen is you're going to end up in a situation where that's going to go to the black market. You're going to have the guys walking up, breaking breaking knees, breaking elbows, breaking kneecaps and stuff like that if they're not paying their loans back type thing. You're going to have that black market... Uh, high interest loans in that sense that's what's going to end up happening in that type of world so you're living in the you're living in a poor neighborhood you otherwise might have went and got yourself a credit card loan or you might have went to one of these pawn shops or you might have went to one of these uh, payday lenders or so or something like that to get a line of credit to get a loan of some sort or just to get a credit card. You might go to them in this situation now. And those people, they're they're working in the legal world. They're le- working on the on the white market. And if that goes away for these people, then they're going to end up in a situation where they're going to the black markets. So they might go to a local drug dealer. They might go to, you know, some loan shark, something like that. But you don't have that as much anymore because there is liquidity and there is a lot of um, access to credit nowadays. So how often do you hear somebody saying, "Yeah, I took out a loan with a loan shark and they broke my knees because I couldn't pay," you know, or I, you know, I mean, I, I, bar- my, my brother borrowed. You know, fifty thousand dollars for a loan shark and he couldn't pay it back, and now he's sunk in the you know the Hudson River somewhere. Like you don't have that nowadays, you just don't. And the reason why is because there's a lot of credit out there. The credit the ability is there because everybody has a different risk on what they're willing to loan somebody on. So the person that's way more risky, they're gonna have a thirty-five, maybe a twenty-nine percent interest rate, something like that. It's just gonna be higher. If you limit that then you don't end up with no more loans. You don't end up with no more high-interest loans. All of those loans go to the black market. And that's what I'm scared of the most in this situation is the fact that we're going to be looking at a situation like that where the the access to capital goes away for the poor, the poor people or the people that need it the most and... Now they don't have that ability anymore to get it. So, what do they do? They're in a desperate situation. The only option they have is to go to a loan shark of some sort on a black market, and, and they end up in, with bad situations. We end up with organized crime because of this. I mean, they're, the, the unintended consequences are severe in this type of situation when the government limits this stuff and that's why it's on a free market it's bad to limit these things because of that and i just don't see why bernie sanders and his little group just just does not understand this simple idea that you know when things are made illegal just like drugs drugs are illegal they go on the black market crime goes up because of it alcohol made illegal in the early 1900s Crime goes up because of it. As soon as alcohol is made legal again, crime rates go down. And now you're sitting there in a situation where they're trying to make it illegal to loan somebody anything at less than fifty or at more than fifteen percent. Well, that's fine. But there is a market for that type of person. There really is. And if if you're trying to do I mean, the thing that gets me about politicians the most is that They love to act like they know how to live your life better than, or they know how to live their lives better than you do. They love to act like they know better than you about how to conduct your life. So they love to pass laws to try to force you to live a certain way, when they don't know the reason exactly why somebody would take out a high interest loan like that. They have no idea. That's not what they're. That, that's not. There's an infinite number of reasons why somebody would do that. It's it's, it's different for every single person. The great thing about sales is trying to figure out when I'm in a sales presentation with somebody and when I'm trying to do question and answer sessions and so forth, the greatest thing that I find is just trying to figure out why somebody would would be willing to do business with me and why somebody, or why they're unhappy with their current competitor or they're my competitor why they're unhappy with their the person that they're using at this time and for me when I'm able to find that it's it's always different I can't walk into a customer and assume what their reason why they do business with really me is what their pains are with their current uh, with the, with the person that they're currently doing business with it's impossible for me to know that. There's an infinite number of reasons why they might be unhappy. Maybe the person looked at them wrong, or maybe they're just charging them too much, or maybe they don't like the way that they collect their collect their uh, their payments. Maybe, I mean, there, there's an infinite number of reasons, and that's the same thing with people in this world. Everybody does things for. There's an there. Everyone does things. For the reasons why they do them, but nobody knows exactly what those reasons are. So when a politician says, oh, if somebody has taken a 29% interest rate, yeah, they're being taken advantage of. Yeah, but that person has no other options. They're not being taken advantage of. There's a reason why they did it, and I hate it when politicians act like they know better than you. Because then it leads to them trying to be do-gooders, and then it leads to unintended consequences like a black market for lending. Do you really want a black market for lending in this country? Even Tucker Carlson was talking about this when it came out. I mean, I've been listening to multiple podcasts on this particular issue. And that's why I'm bringing it up today again. It's because a lot of podcasts have started talking about this issue. and A lot of people have brought up the idea that it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt the people that it helps, like what I said, or it's going to be hurting the people that it's intending to help. It's going to less lead to less credit availability. But the one thing I never heard anyone say, and is that it's going to lead to a black market in lending again. And we don't need that in America. We definitely don't need that America. In America, and even Tucker Carlson on Fox News. You think that that guy, being a conservative, uh, and I've heard him describe himself long ago in the past as like a libertarian, but he's kind of stopped calling himself a libertarian. Now he considers himself more of a populist. But I mean, I think he's towing the line that Fox News sort of not not what they tell him to, but what they expect out of him. Because I mean, financially, this guy's making a fortune by preaching the message that that Fox News is telling him to. But he, you know, but he's kind of been a little outspoken against the wars the the military industrial complex and stuff like that but he was even saying that oh it's a that that AOC and Bernie Sanders are getting this particular issue right that these credit card companies are preying on the weak and preying on these people and it's not true yes those those interest loans are high yes that there's risk involved in it. There's risk in taking on those people. And if you get rid of those loans, it leads to a black market, and that's wrong. So that's what I wanted to wrap up the show with for you guys today is just to bring that bring that back home to you and just let you guys know what I thought about that because I haven't heard anyone talk about the idea of it going into a black market. But it will. And uh, so that's what I want to talk about. But anyway, go ahead if you can, subscribe to this show and let your friends know about the show as well. Share it with them. And then if you really like uh, what you see, you can go ahead and give me a five-star rating or review. But go ahead and come back tomorrow, and you will have clear vision for 2020.